Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. While you're doing that, document your entire lead management process. The more detailed, the better. So as you start to bring people on, they have a defined skill set that you're looking for and they also know what they're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times given us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out all the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And that's why we do the longest-running daily real estate podcast because we don't have time for fluff. We go straight to the good stuff. With us today on a Sunday is Carlos Zamora. How you doing, Carlos? I'm doing well, Joe. Thanks for having me on, man. My pleasure, my friend. And because it's Sunday, we're going to do a special segment that we call Skill Set Sunday. We're best-ever listeners. Guess what? You're going to come away with a skill by the end of this conversation that perhaps you didn't have before, or if you did, then we're going to help you hone that skill. And today we're going to be talking about the skill of, if you want to go from pen and paper to a CRM, how do you do it? If you want to go from maybe a Google spreadsheet to a CRM database, how do you do it? Because I'm telling you, that's what the 
investors who are playing at the highest level are doing, and Carlos is going to walk us through how we go from pen and paper to our CRM. And there's going to be a little bit of context that we need to have as far as why we want to have a CRM, and then we're going to go into that. So a little bit about Carlos, and then we'll get into it. He is an account manager and managing partner of InvestorFuse, which is a lead management CRM system for investors. He began wholesaling three years ago, so he's also in the real estate game. He graduated from University of Maryland in 2013, degree in communications. He's based in Baltimore, Maryland. With that being said, Carlos, do you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we'll get into it? Yeah, definitely. I'm located in Baltimore, wholesaler for about three years here with Dan Schwartz, which some of your listeners probably know or recognize the name at least. In college, I was a leasing consultant at the apartment that I lived at. So that's when I first started getting into talking with people that were looking for some type of housing. And what really caught my eye with that is building relationships and determining motivation, seeing the reasons that they wanted to get housing, how I could serve them in doing so. My main focus now, the last six or seven months, is with InvestorFuse as an account manager and customer success manager, which is kind of a new role. A lot of you may be like, what is that? It's kind of a new role with software companies when it's kind of robust or you need to have some type of knowledge on it. It's a role where a manager will strategize with you and your team on how to best utilize the platform. So I think some value I could bring is just that all of my days, most of the time I'm talking to investors from different parts of the country finding their pain points, see how they're managing leads, seeing failures and success stories. And it's been really well the last seven months, full-time doing that. All right. You're teeing it up perfectly for what we're going to be delivering on. So let's first talk about maybe a best ever listener doesn't know exactly what CRM means. So what does it stand for and what are the benefits of having a CRM platform versus pen and paper? CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management, and it's a type of software that a lot of businesses use, whether it's a dentist office or a real estate investing business. Pretty much you're able to track different items in your business. So, for example, in real estate, seller leads, offers, appointments, transactions, things like that. And you're able to consolidate all the communications that you have with sellers and buyers in one easy place with you and teammates or other people in your company as opposed to pen and paper or possibly Google spreadsheets, those just get really unorganized and it's hard to consolidate everything on there and be as efficient as possible when you're kind of getting the day-to-day look at your business and the 50,000-foot overview of your business, see what's going on and what you can improve there. How does it make it easier versus a Google spreadsheet? With CRMs, there's a lot of automation tied into them. So, When a lead calls in, that's that's the first example, lead capture. So Google Spreadsheets, if you have a seller lead call you off, a bandit sign, direct mail piece, they fill out a web form, you're going to get that as an email notification that you have to open up the email, go to your spreadsheet, type it all in, save it, update it, share with your team. Opposed to CRM software, those email notifications link right into your system where they're automatically going to be there with automated tasks to follow up with that lead. So you're going to save a lot of time with the lead capture aspects. Makes sense. Okay. Is it primarily through this automation process 
that is the benefit or are there other benefits to having CRM platform versus pen and paper or a spreadsheet online? Yeah, I think if we break it down, Joe, into three aspects of your real estate business, this is kind of catered towards wholesalers, but I think it can apply to other business models. It's going to help with lead capture, like I just discussed. The lead management, you're able to assign tasks, communicate with sellers right from there. So in a Google spreadsheet, you're not going to be able to text, email, send direct mail, send a slide broadcast from the Google spreadsheet. That's something you're able to do in CRMs, the communication factor. You're consolidating that where your team of five or six people can all be touching the same lead from one place. So the lead management as far as communication, task delegation, you can record all the property info, the seller's contact info, the reason for selling, and then also the sales aspect of it where you're able to market the property and send that out. Some CRMs, not ours, have a website built where you can actually have like your dispositions manager marketing the property as soon as it goes under contract. So really it's a completely different ballgame if you're using Google spreadsheets or pen and paper compared to a CRM. I was writing them down, lead capture, lead management. What was the third one? I would say either disposition or property sales. Okay, and will you elaborate on that one one more time? Sorry. So once a property gets under contract and it's in your company's investing interest, you can either sign that or close on it and sell it. And when you have a CRM, you're able to market that property as soon as you get it under contract. Some CRMs have it built where you can have a like an inventory website. So as soon as something gets under contract, you pretty much choose the price for it. And then it goes to your inventory that you can market to your list of buyers, which you're growing, and sell those deals right from there. In, included in that, when you're marketing your deals, you can also email and text blast. That's something you can do in our system and some other CRMs. So you can find out, for example, if you have a list of buyers that like to buy in a certain zip code, you could refine your buyers list and send out a text and email blast to those buyers in a specific zip code as soon as you get that property under contract. Those are very clear benefits. Those three benefits, very clear. So I would imagine every wholesaler listening to this and perhaps fix and flipper, and I'm even thinking about how I could use it in my business with investor communication and ongoing correspondence, but we'll keep the focus on wholesalers primarily, but then also fix and flippers. So as I imagine everyone who's in those categories is like, okay, if I don't have it, I do need something like this, or eventually I will need this. Let's talk about how they go from pen and paper and or a Google spreadsheet to a CRM database. What are the steps that you recommend that they take? I'm glad that you're relating to this because this isn't really like a sexy topic to discuss in investing. It's not like how to raise a million dollars for a multi-unit apartment or how to make 250 grand a month wholesaling, something like that. But it's really something necessary to get the most money out of your leads. As far as action steps to take, I think the first barrier you need to get, you need to be making a certain amount of money a month to be able to pay for the software. So if you're just starting out, I'll be transparent with you. This is the same thing I do when I talk to clients and potential clients. If you're just starting out, you haven't done a deal yet, you probably do not need a CRM just yet, or at least a more robust, expensive one. So the first barrier to overcome, I think, is you need to get a deal done first to be able to pay for the CRM. How much does it cost? 
Ours is one ninety seven a month, and most CRMs range from anywhere. If it's a monthly plan, anywhere from one fifty to two fifty. But some will charge like one thousand to fifteen hundred for an initial setup fee. That's something you don't want to pay. Best ever listeners out there. If you have not done a deal yet, I would not recommend paying that up front. Start building some capital. While you're doing that, I'm going to give you action step one, and that's documenting your entire lead management process. This goes with the subject I was just discussing on the beginning of this question, that this is not a sexy topic. This is not something that most people go home and they're excited about. Oh, I want to internally document my entire lead management (laughs) process. That is not something that's very sexy or appealing to do. But that's really what you should do, especially people starting out. You should be doing that as you're trying to close deals, your first couple deals. And what does that mean? That means find out what's working, what's not working, and also document just the different type of seller leads that are coming in and how you handle those. Like I'll start at the beginning. First of all, how are you communicating with your leads when they first come in? That's the first discussion I have with companies is, do you have an answering service? Pick up the phone. Is someone in-house live answering your phone? Or do you let it go to voicemail? And then you just kind of weed out the seller leads and call them back. So that's like the first thing I would do when I'm telling people to document their lead management process. And then the flow kind of goes from there. What do you do with hot motivated leads? What do you do with warm motivated leads? What do you do with cold motivated leads? So for example, on that, cold motivated leads, at least what I was taught as a wholesaler starting out, is if there's any interest in selling whatsoever, especially if it's a lead that's coming to you like an online lead like PPC or something like that, you want to send that lead a low offer that you know that they're probably not going to accept. And that's something that that can kind of be mentally exhausting, but if you document that and needs to do, be done every time, you're going to end up getting a deal from it. So that example there, like cold leads, you want to send them on offer every time and then put them on some type of follow-up process for at least a year. In addition to documenting, I mean, I could talk about this for a couple shows here, but just to get to the next action step, that's the most important one. Determine if you have the capital to invest in CRM. Once you do a couple deals, you should be able to do that. While you're doing that, document your entire lead management process. The more detailed, the better. So as you start to bring people on, they have a defined skill set that you're looking for, and they also know what they're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. The second thing is kind of just reaching out to different people. Believe it or not, and this is something that I've found to be pretty interesting, is a lot of investors are nice people. If you reach out to them and ask them for advice or help or something, a lot of the times they're going to be more than willing to help out. If they're in your market, maybe necessarily not, but today with like Facebook and social media, you could join a Facebook group and ask other people in your market so they're not worried about competition. But there's a lot of really nice people that want to help you out in the real estate investing game, not necessarily people like you, Joe, who dedicate their lives to trying to help people every day on the podcast, but there are nice guys out there that'll help. So you ask them, hey, how are you managing your leads? Are you using a software? This is where I'm at. And then you just hear their response. The third thing would be more directed towards me and my industry is once you go through those first two steps, research some different CRMs, reach out to the account managers, tell them your process that you've already documented, and then tell them your needs, pain points, and see how they can serve you. That's their job is to hear about you, your business, and how they can help you out. But those are probably the three best action steps to take when looking at either changing CRMs or moving from a Google spreadsheet or pen and paper to a CRM. On the step where you were given an example on a cold lead, 
you would send them a low offer on a consistent basis and you would do it for, say, over a period of a year. Is there a way that is programmed in the CRM that you can just say, hey, I'm going to send them this email at this time, give me a reminder, and it just automatically reminds you to send the email? Is that how it works? Yeah, it's almost a step above that. So we have what are called follow-up sequencers. They're multi-channel autoresponders, essentially, that you can program 24 different actions, and you can choose what's in those messages and how far apart they are. So, for example, a cold lead, you could do something as far as this. You could send a cold lead right from the system, generate the contract through the system, send it to the seller, either as an email attachment, electronic signature, or physically in the mail. And then you could put them on a cold lead follow-up offer sent sequence. That's going to text message them and email them for up to three years. You'll see all that communication in your CRM. If and when they respond, you get a notification and a task letting you know that an existing seller lead responded to you. And at that point, you could take them off the sequence and discuss the offer or whatever they reach back to you for. Mm. And soon we're going to have not only outbound texts and outbound emails, we're also going to give you the email. So you could throw like a letter in there like, hey, we sent you an offer six months ago. Let us know if you're still interested in selling. And also a sly broadcast message, which some of the listeners may know, some may not. It's essentially a pre-recorded MP3 that you can put in a seller's voicemail box without their phone ringing. And you could do that for multiple sellers, 50, 100 sellers at one time. But that's something else you could program into a follow-up sequence. So each step you're really saving time. Instead of physically pulling out your iPhone, texting a seller, hey, did you get my offer? Same thing with an email, typing up an email, hey, did you get my offer? You could program those in and an MP3 and a physical letter in the mail. And you could follow up with that cold offer for three years. I have received a voicemail without it ringing, and so now I know who to blame for that. <laughs> it's called Sly Broadcast Message. Sly Broadcast, yeah. And that's something we have incorporated in the system, but even for best ever listeners that don't use the system, I still want to help you out. You can go to their website, and you can do either pay-as-you-go plans where you buy X amount of Sly Broadcasts, or you can sign up, I think, for a monthly subscription there as well. Cool. And it should be slybroadcast.com if you want to put that in the show notes or whatever for the listeners. When you're talking to other CRM companies and your company included, and I say you, I mean a wholesaler most likely. When the wholesaler is talking to other CRM companies, what questions should the wholesaler ask to qualify or disqualify the potential partner? I think they should ask one they should try to find out what type of team structure that they provide. So, for example, a lot of people call me that are just solo wholesaling companies, like people that just pretty much run a wholesaling operation by themselves. And I have a client in Tampa Bay with 20 people in the office or people that even have a team in the field. Those people are going to need access to your CRM. And there's different price points for each amount of team members. So that's the first thing you want to ask is if the, if it's not going to work with you scaling a business or maybe that doesn't matter to you because you're a solo wholesaler or whatever, that's the first thing you'd want to ask. And is, are you saying that's the first thing the wholesaler should ask the CRM person or the CRM person should ask the wholesaler? I think that's something the wholesaler should ask the CRM. The wholesaler should ask the CRM person, what type of team structure do you have? Well, what type of price points do you offer for oh. Like, okay. So, for example, some people charge for just one account. But if you have a team of five people, that's not going to work out. I get it. 
Yeah. So that's the first thing, because you could just nix the conversation there. If you have a wholesaling team of four people, but they only allow one person on there, that's an end of conversation right there. Okay. In addition to that, I would also find out how the CRM would integrate with the different lead capture options that you have. So if you're using a service like CallRail or Vomber, RingCentral, anything like that, mail or numbers that you have on your websites, you need to make sure that those phone systems can integrate with the CRM that you're interviewing. I'm talking as the wholesaler right now, the CRM that you're interviewing with. In addition to the phone systems, the second lead capture you want to look at is web forms, like off a website. And that's going to be a growing and growing trend by the day, like PPC and SEO. So you need to make sure that your website is able to integrate with the CRM that you're interviewing as well. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Is there anything else as it relates to bringing an investor from pen to paper to CRM that you want to mention that we didn't discuss? I would say first thing is kind of, and that's like a lot of stuff, Joe, like business life. You kind of want to get the mindset. And I kind of want to just reiterate, this is not necessarily a fun process. Looking at CRMs and the cool stuff they do can be exciting, but have the mindset to delay instant gratification and the time that you're going to put into it in the beginning of researching CRMs, asking the questions, getting your team trained on it. And all the time you spent on that, you're going to make that back a thousand times on the back end. So I would say have the mindset that you know you're going to delay instant gratification. Just know it's going to be something you have to do in order to grow your business and free yourself up of time, which is the most valuable thing you have. I completely agree. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you, Carlos? Shoot me an email at carlos at investorfuse.com, F-U-S-E. Or you could reach out to me on Facebook if you just search Carlos Zamora Baltimore or Carlos Zamora Investor Fuse, you should be able to find me. Carlos, thank you for talking about how to go from pen and paper to CRM. You definitely delivered on that. And the three-step process is first make sure we have some income coming in, get the deal done, and then document the entire process that we have for lead management. Second, reach out to other investors who we can ask about how are they managing their leads and what software they're using, get their insight. And then third, reach out to CRM companies and talk to them about our pain points, how we ultimately want it to flow, and ask them the questions that we went through a little bit ago. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.